Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. I was thinking about, you know, how you might be feeling. It's December 1st. um, And I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, it just feels like time is going really fast and I can't believe it's December already. In our household, we have three birthdays also in December. One of them was today with with one of my kids. And um, even though my kids are all adults, um, when December hits and it's really the crunch time for getting, you know, birthday presents and Christmas presents and all of that, I start feeling a little bit stressed, even though I love this time of year. So I've been just thinking today a lot about like, I wonder how stressed, you know, that we're feeling as adults this time of year. Um, and some people, it's not stress, it's anxiety, it's depression, and people really struggle. And so we we might even be feeling frazzled. Maybe we're not there yet. Maybe we're waiting till, you know, December 15th to feel that way or the 23rd. But um, if we're feeling that, and I wonder how observant we are to what the kids are feeling, and especially when you have kids with special needs, kids that have trouble um, with their emotions and if we're if we're feeling that are they picking that up from us or do they have to carry their own stress that they're handling with that so I was looking at some things today that talked about the signs that kids are stressed and um, I thought this was kind of funny you know and that you as parents of kids that that um, was with the needs that I know most of your kids have um, you might find this kind of funny too, because here's some of the the things that we can observe in kids that are stressed: um, increased irritability and tantrums, incessant talking or obsessing about a certain thing that they want or um, the this event coming up, just obsessive um, thinking or talking about something, um, hyper, um, more aggressive, higher levels of frustration. Um, and, and I, what I was laughing about was it sounded like our kids on any given day, right? You know, that, that we work with this and this irritability and tantrums, but, and, and I would say that that is true also with, um, because the kids that, that I work with, the kids that you are parenting typically do have high levels of anxiety and stress and they don't handle their emotions very well on a, on a, even on a, on a good day. So, um, you know, that made a lot of sense that that's what you would be observing. But I think the thing that we're talking about, too, is, is you know, just being aware that this time, usually it starts kind of from Halloween on, is that it, they are going to feel more, more stress and, and they tend to be more anxious and, um, and their, their fuse may be shorter and ours may be too. So, um, the other thing that I wanted to point out about signs of kids being stressed is is just being aware, and this is true for all of us, that excitement and nervous are very, very similar. And it actually is the same chemicals per, in the in the brain and in our in our body that are kind of happening. So um, and anxiety and excitement can really feel the same. And sometimes we can be, anxious about being so excited too. So um, 
our kids could have a lot of emotions going on and just being aware of that, I think can be really, really helpful. So I wanted to, you know, have you think about that and, you know, just realizing that the it's that they're just, it's increased. So even if things have been going a little bit better, like just be aware that there's going to have, they're going to, they're going to need some help dealing with those emotions. Um, and also that, you know, there's some traditional things that happen, I think, around around the holidays that our kids may be counting on. But sometimes there's things that are out of their comfort zone, too. And so just being aware of that, helping that we may need to help them manage those emotions even more than we normally do. Um, and then just keeping in mind that both excitement and anxiety can kind of look the same and feel the same. So I want to move on to some of the some tips that I want to share with you guys. Um, and the first one is to really, to be prepared. So this is December 1st. Um, and, and so being prepared for this month and, you know, what's coming up and also just being aware that there's changes in the weather, um, when the weather's doing crazy things like storming and, you know, getting cold and then getting warmer that has effect effect on our kids. And then the excitement of things coming up. I don't know how teachers do these next few couple weeks, few weeks, because I think that there's, it's just a, a crazy time. Um, but there's also extra things that we add in in this time. There's there's Christmas parties. There's maybe more family, um, friends, the gatherings, um, you know, um, the the kind of food and sugar that's available this time of year um and just the out of the blue kind of things that happen and we may you know be rushing around trying to get things done too and where our kids may have extra appointments you know things like that so being prepared looking at what your month is going to look like and what things you have to do i think can really help and then when you are going to do an activity or go to something being as prepared as possible. And that can be like about the food. It can be about, you know, what, who's going to be at the activity, what, what the setup is, knowing as much as you can ahead of time. So laying and, and being able to, um, I call it kind of set the expectations of what's going to happen. Um, and it's not that you can necessarily know everything that's going to happen in an event, but if you have a good idea you know, allowing, telling your children, like, we're going to, we're going to go to this Christmas party, you know, here's, you know, there's going to be, you know, this many people or whatever. The other thing too about food that I think is really interesting is a lot of times we don't think about this because we know there's going to be food at an event, but a lot of kids that I work with are very picky eaters. And so you may be going to these events where there's a, a lot of food, but your kids may not be eating any Thing really of substance. Um, maybe they just had some some cheese and crackers. So you may um, want to think about feeding them something uh, normal that they would normally eat before you go. And then that way, if they just kind of snack when they're there, that's fine. Or if they don't eat at all, because sometimes if they're really excited or anxious or running around with other kids, they they might not um, eat anything. And um, and and then also just maybe even bringing, you know, at least one thing to just have in your, you know, on, on hand in case there's really nothing that they're going to eat except for, you know, candy. <laughs> um, and so just kind of try to keep them stabilized. 
And also just putting a limit on the sugar. It's really difficult to, you know, have your kids be around all of this and, and that they can't have any of it. I understand that. But if you're going to, you know, a Christmas party at night or you're going someplace where there's going to be sugar and that kind of stuff, then, you know, how can you kind of limit that where it's not, you know, maybe can they have one thing? Can they take some of it? And you can say, you know, you can take it if you can, you know, if we can have it later. I don't know, but I, you know, how you want to handle that. But, and, and the other thing is, is if you decide you're not going to handle it and that they're going to just have whatever's available, um, just be prepared for that, right? Like it's, it's okay to know that you're not going to be able to control everything that's, that's going to happen. I think that we just have to be realistic as parents, you know, dealing with the kids that it's not, you know, there's going to be some payoff, right? Like we're going to pay now or pay later and you might be paying later. And so it's just going to be a little more, it's going to be rough, right? It could be because they're, they're eating this junk. It could be because they're not eating. It could be because they're not sleeping, you know, and it could just be all of, all of the above. So just being aware. Um, and another part of being prepared is, you know, I really think it's important to, especially during the holidays, like right now you have your schedule, you're still going, they're still going to school, but if there's something extra, you know, I would have it on a, on the schedule if you're already familiar with using a schedule um, or put it on your calendar, you know, let the kids know like today after school, we're going to go do such and such or, you know, and this is, you know, how we're, how we're going to do it and how long we're going to take. Um, try to keep the routine as much as possible. And so then when the kids are out of school during those, those um, during the actual break time, I really recommend keeping a routine and schedule as much as possible. It can, it can be a different routine than you have with school. It just needs to be thought out of how you're going to do it. I think that it's really important on the days when you are home to have things scheduled. Again, it doesn't have to be tight as it is like in your normal morning, but I think with our kids and just how off they can get and when they get off, it's can be so such a big deal to just kind of keep some sanity, you know, I would try to keep a schedule and just at least have an idea of what you're going to do that day and how how you're going to do it. Even if you're going to go run errands, like be pretty clear about, you know, we're going to run these three errands. And then you may have to really limit yourself. You might not be able to run all of the errands that you wanted to run. But one thing that I th think that happens a lot is we get sidetracked, right? Like we're going to do these three things, but oh, wait, I'm going to also stop here and I'm going to also go do this. And I'm, um, but this is right on our way. And if you do that, you might have to give up something else that you were going to do for the sake of the, the kids that are with you on that. Because I think that we just for forget that we're kind of piling it on. And so just kind of being aware of that and keeping keeping some sort of structure, even when you're out doing things. The other piece of that is um, I think that it's okay sometimes to have to limit what you're going to be able to do with your kids when um, and how many things you're going to be able to go to and and where you can kind of where you're where you can say no or or if somebody is having a big meltdown right before you're going to go do something and you know that is or you know that they've been ramping up all day and that it's going to be a big meltdown once they get there if you have to decide that one person's going to go and one person's going to stay home the child that's having the hard time you know that's that's sometimes a, 
a decision that you have to make um or or you go into it knowing like if if they can't handle it if we get overwhelmed if it's too much or it gets too wild too crazy because sometimes you won't know until you start to get ready to leave and then your kids are so ramped up they can't even safely ride in the car on the way home um that you may have to leave early or you may have to take a break you know even during it um i encourage parents a lot to like if you're you know visiting family or away and there's a lot of activity and kids are playing with cousins or other people and you know even if it's all seems all positive to go ahead and have some time where you kind of pull away and just you know spend spend some time getting that child calm and and regulated um take a break you know um i've some families that we we really worked hard on just not actually staying with family but staying in a in a motel so that they could take that break otherwise after so many hours of fun and play and rambunctiousness you know somebody was going to lose their mind you know it, it could be the kid it could be the mom you know so I also encourage you to just really pay attention to what's going on with your kids even if you're if they're in a big group and it seems like they're playing you know your kids and you know how much they struggle in in getting along or where they do well and where they don't do well and so in a situation where they're now, let's say they, they don't play normally, play very well with peers and that it always ends up with them crying or somebody else crying. Just really pay attention to what's going on in the play. It's I think it's difficult when you have a bunch of adults together and then the kids are playing. But if you know that it's your kid that's always going to be the one that maybe doesn't even start it but comes back and says, you know, I got somebody hit me or, you know, whatever just pay attention to what's what's going on don't ju- don't just leave up to chance cuz you know what's going to happen usually the things that happen are things that has have happened before so just be aware of where they are notice when they need to take a break notice when they're getting louder or more hyper and they need to to stop for a minute whatever you need to do to keep it safe you know i think that it's really important to just to be aware i don't want them to have to just you know stay by you but it's okay to pull them away from some from the group you know before something happens just say you know even if they're like why what I wasn't doing anything I wasn't doing anything we're just having fun it's like I know and you can have fun but you're just going to sit with me for five minutes and I'm going to set the timer so just I just want you to take a five minute break give them that breather and then you know like once they do a good job it'll take them more than five minutes because they you can't you know you have to wait until they kind of settle down start give them the five minute timer and then be you know once the timer goes off just like good job um you know they can go back and playing you know and you can do that even you know intervene early is what I'm saying you know don't wait until something happens thanks for listening to the parenting bridge podcast for more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors go to the show notes and click on the link to healthy foundations If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.